Pond.com. It's time now for a Pond Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in. Another Monday night spent with you wherever you are. If you're out there on the road having a late evening home or if you are on the Internet at home eating a supper or whatever you're doing, we appreciate you joining us, whether it's 106.3 FM, 1400 AM here in the Jackson Market or online at the fan, WJQSTheFan.com. We appreciate you being with us tonight on another Monday night. We are here every Monday night. Upon further review, I am your host, Josh Dorman, 6 to 8 p.m. Got another great show planned for you. We are in the Garner Dental Group Studios. Welcome in, Bill. How you doing this evening, Bill? I'm, I'm glad you, you, you got that pronounced right. Hey, last week was a struggle. <laughs> it was a massive struggle to get yeah. that out. So, Dar- Garner, look at there. I started there doing it again. Garner Dental Group is there a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, they offer complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients. And uh, you can visit their website, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com, or give them a call at 601-271-8710, where you can find their uh, five metro area locations, as well as others across the state and region. Uh, you can give us a call on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller line, 601-366-1180. We would love to hear from you. We'll have a poll question. Uh, you can call and discuss or discuss uh, college baseball that we'll talk about. We will also be talking some high school sports here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, please give us a call. The caller line, once again, 601-366-1180. Or shoot us a text, 601-817-0106 on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line. It is good to be blue. You can find all information uh, about Blue Cross Blue Shield at bcbsms.com. Uh, shoot us a tweet. You can follow us on Twitter at JD Coach. That is my personal Twitter, and the show's Twitter is at upon underscore sports. So uh, we, we appreciate you following us there. Uh, also, if you miss any of our shows, if you miss tonight's show, can only check in on a little bit of it here and there. We completely understand, but you can go back and get the podcast. Those podcasts are up. The first four shows are up, and that is on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, should be on Google Podcast at this point, and really wherever you get your podcast, uh, you can sure you can re- search upon further review, uh, or you can search just by my name, Josh Dorman. That's with one O. So once again, we welcome you in, and uh, we've got a big show for you tonight. Coming up in the next segment, we will welcome in Brandon Shields. Uh, unbelievable at covering high school sports. We're going to talk some powerlifting. Uh, a little bit uh, of softball and baseball, and maybe even a little bit of Denver Broncos since he is a Denver Broncos fan. So we'll welcome in Brandon in the next segment. Uh, In the second hour, we will welcome in Mitch Williams. Uh, Mitch Williams is the uh, multi-area director for South Mississippi for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And if we've learned anything in this uh, last year uh, with COVID, it is that uh, while the Physical development for an athlete is important. The spiritual and emotional uh, development is as equally or if not more important uh, as uh, we have uh, tried to stay connected to our young people. Uh, So Mitchell Williams will be in with us and uh, we'll talk uh, with him. And then we obviously will have the coaches challenge with the judge uh, and uh, the good call, bad call segment in the last two segments of the show. So uh, big show in store and our poll question for today. This is going to be a good one, and we've got it. We've got it teed up here 
uh, Bill uh, on the board has it all teed up. We want you to text 601-817-0106 or give us a call, 601-366-1180. Obviously, it was a big weekend uh, for baseball this past weekend, and we want to know what your walkout song would be. So if you're up to bat, hey, you need some good mojo. Maybe you've got the double uh, double glove uh, action where you where you, you 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 take the gloves on and off and strap them on and off, or uh, maybe you, you you do the cross on the plate. But what is your walkout song? What's going to get you ready? Uh, as Big Al said back in the Little League World Series, uh, Big Al, I hit dingers. So what's going to help <laughs> you hit a dinger? Uh, and uh, so we, that's our poll question. What would your walkout song be? Now, it was brought to my attention that Matt Wyatt on 105.9, his show earlier, I actually caught just a brief bit of it in the specific topic. He was talking about um, a, a, a relief pitcher. Right. Kind of like uh, where it all started. Major League Base, uh, Major League, the movie, uh, when the wild thing would come in. Charlie, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, Charlie Sheen's character. And, uh, and, 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 and Bill, he actually went back to where it all began, which was, I think you told me earlier, 1972, 1972. And, and it was with pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Sparky Lyle, Sparky Lyle came in for the Yankees, pomp and circumstance came out to pomp and circumstance. Can you imagine coming out to, to throw a pitch (laughs) and you've got the graduation song playing? Yeah. Get you fired. I don't know if that's getting me fired up or not, but I want to know what gets you fired up. So uh, again, tweet us. Send us a text or give us a call and let us know what your walkout song would be. We have some of these teed up, some of the more popular ones. Uh, so as we get them, we might try to uh, play a short uh, short bit of it uh, as we have time and go through uh, the evening. Uh, one of the things, Bill, that uh, that happened today in, uh, in the state of Mississippi is Tate Reeves. The Governor Tate Reeves uh, okayed, signed uh, a bill in place that now will allow collegiate athletes uh, to take advantage of their and be compensated for for their name, image, and likeness. The Senate Bill 2313, which is better known as the Mississippi Intercollegiate Athletics Compensa- Compensation Rights Act. Um, and uh, he, he actually approved that uh, on Friday, and it will go into effect July 1st. And I'm going to tell you, that that brings a lot into, while we all expected this, and, and listen, I'm an advocate of this because I believe that as a college student, you can uh, take advantage of your name, image, and likeness in any other arena, uh, whether it's if you're there academically only, uh, if you're in the polymer science department, if you're you know in the music department and you want to go play the piano for a wedding, uh, you can go do that, and you can get paid for that. Um, but uh, you know, in athletics, uh, we're a little bit behind. Now, certainly there's a lot about athletics that's going to make this very unique, uh, and this goes hand-in-hand hand with a conversation we'll have later in the show about scholarships. You know, there's a lot of conversation about collegiate baseball, uh, softball. You know, they're currently at 11.7, I believe, uh, scholarships available, and uh, there's some calling for that to go to 15. So we're going to talk about that and, and how this all parallels together, uh, where these two intersect. And, and ultimately, you know, the, the Mississippi is now the seventh state. Also included in that is California, Colorado, Florida, Michigan, Nebraska, and New Jersey that have passed similar bills, uh, you can actually go and, and read about this a little bit more. The Clarion Ledger did a really good article um, uh, about this. Rashad Milligan and Nick Seuss uh, combined on that article. But uh, they did a really good article in, in, in kind of breaking this down. But one of the things that was going to happen is the NCAA is going to seek a federal injunction. 
because the NCAA is not prepared uh, for this Pandora's box to open. While certainly they've they've been preparing themselves for it, they're certainly not prepared to, to understand. Uh, certainly, you can't have seven states that have a recruiting advantage uh, over the other 43 states when it comes to recruiting athletes and say a booster being able to offer them an opportunity to do a, a commercial for their uh, for their business and and pay them. And so there's a competitive, uh, you know, advantage situation here that the NCAA, I'm sure, is going to seek a ruling on a, a federal injunction uh, to to stop this uh, this train that is going down the tracks. It's not if, it's when, because this train is going down the tracks, and there is an intersection where uh, the NCAA and uh, these types of laws are going to collide, and the NCAA is going to have to have a plan on on how to put this forward. Now, keep in mind, name, image, and likeness is separate from the cause of, hey, these players need to be paid. Because, it, you know, at that point, that's an institutional thing. Uh, whereas a name, image, likeness, you know, look, that means a an athlete can go do an off- autograph session. Uh, now, there are some that want it combined where the, the, the school itself is benefiting off the name, image, and likeness. Um, and uh, certainly, you know, I get that conversation as well. But uh, but at this point, it seems that that at least – off off campus, uh, whether it's through a booster or whether it's an autograph session at a at a card memorabilia spot, whatever it may be, uh, athletes are, are you know these bills are paving the way uh, for uh, for this to occur. And, and, and an advocate of of this bill has been uh, Deion Sanders, head football coach at Jackson State. He's yeah. been very much an advocate of a bill like this, just understanding that uh, the opportunity for uh, for these young young people to uh, utilize what what God has blessed them with their name, image, and likeness uh, to to make some resource. Uh, so it's that'll be something interesting to track to see how the NCAA responds uh, and to see how far this goes. Want to mention Jerry Brewer? Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. You can contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Coming up, we're going to have Brandon Shields. Does an incredible job covering high school sports in the state and uh, as well as junior college. So we'll have him coming up. We're going to talk powerlifting, softball, and high school baseball. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review here in just a moment. might seem the same, but while some give their clients cookie-cutter portfolios, Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to your goals and needs. Some only call when they have something to sell. Fisher calls regularly, so you stay informed. And while some advisors are happy to earn commissions whether you do well or not, Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when you do better. In other words, we're on your side. Maybe that's why most of our clients come from other money managers. So if you're in or nearing retirement, talk with us and find out why investors are switching to and staying with Fisher Investments. Fisher Investments, clearly better money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. 
Visit us at fisherinvestments.com to find out what we can do for you. .com. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back to Upon Further Review. And we now welcome into the show Brandon Shields with his favorite walkout song, The Eye of the Tiger. Brandon, how are you? Good, how are y'all? Man, we are doing fantastic. Heck of a pick there for a walkout song, by the way. Uh, so listen, we appreciate you joining us and uh, taking a few minutes. Uh, you are the, the king. First of all, let me tell you, thank you for the job that you do on behalf of high school athletes in the state of Mississippi. You do an unbelievable job, man. And and uh, all of us that uh, that are uh, that are consumers of high school sports, we we certainly appreciate the content and the effort that you put forward. Well, somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. So I, I, for, we're going to get to uh, to a little high school baseball, but I, I want to ask you first: Who do you have your Denver Broncos taking? In round one, is there a chance they move up and get a quarterback? No, I don't think so. I think we're taking either a linebacker or a defensive back in the in the first round. Okay. All right, so yeah, no moving no. up. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's move on to some high school baseball. Brandon, we had Patrick Roby on the show last week, Madison Central head coach. Uh, I have not had a chance to see this team. They are now 23-0, and I believe. Uh, after mm-hmm. sweeping Clinton, Clinton this last week. Have you had an opportunity to watch this baseball team play? Not yet. They actually play Clinton tonight to finish the series. Uh, but, no, they're really good. Um, they, they, they they got a lot of kids that are committed or signed to play baseball at Division Ones, JUCOs, um, anywhere in between. So, they're a really, really good baseball team. It's going to be interesting. Um, they're running the playoffs because there's going to be some teams that are um, kind of equally – they're equally matched up with them, so to speak, uh, especially if you get into the uh, third round and into the uh, semifinal round of the playoffs. Give us a couple of those teams. Uh, you know, I mentioned the stat last week, and I have not researched. I know that they had uh, – they had uh, defeated Clinton twice this week, but going into that series with Clinton, they had scored 254 runs and only given up 23 in those 21 contests up to that point. So they have been absolutely dominant. Who are a couple teams that you think may uh, be able to push them or or be competitive with them uh, in that in that second, third, or 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 even deeper rounds of the playoffs? Well, they get the first round by because they won the division. So. Um... A third round would be Lewisburg. Um, they got two really good arms. Brady Tigert, who's signed with Ole Miss. Brayley, excuse me, Tigert signed with Arkansas. And then Braylon Sanders signed with Ole Miss. They're both pitchers. Uh, Lewisburg is really, really good. They're really tough. Uh, won their division, uh, Region 1-6A with, with uh, DeSoto Central. And then there's Tupelo that could give them problems. They're um, – They've got McLean Ray. He's a pitcher. He's signed with Ole Miss as well. So, um, those are three good teams. Oxford's kind of a streaky team right now. Um, they're kind of on a roll. 
those are the kind of three teams that could that could be competitive with them, you know, pitch with them, so to speak. Um, about it. And they're a really good team. Don't get me wrong. That one through nine is the best lineup we've I've seen in a while. So we're talking Brandon Shields. Brandon uh, covers high school and junior college sports uh, here in the state of Mississippi. He also contributes to MississippiGridiron.com as well as CapitalSportsMS.com. And uh, your latest uh, polls that come out of Capital Sports MS have Lewisburg, which you just mentioned, ranked number three, and Oxford number four. So you're talking about potentially four of the top, uh, three of the top four st- uh, teams, uh, you know, eventually matching up against one another, which will be fun uh, come playoff time. Uh, talk about uh, you've got down over there in Flowood in, in baseball, uh, just down the road from each other, two two juggernauts, uh, Jackson Prep, who you have ranked number two, and, and Hartfield Academy. Uh, Jackson Prep's twenty eight and three, Hartfield Academy twenty nine and two. Have you had an opportunity to see either of those teams play? And what do you think about those two? I've seen Jackson Prep play twice. Um, they're a really good team, especially on the mound with uh, Riley Maddox. On the mound, he's he's their guy. I mean, they got. Two old Miss signees, him and Mason Nichols, and then uh, Will Gibbs, their number three guy. He's committed to stay. He's a junior. He's really good. He's got a good fastball and a great slider. It's, it's about unkittable. Um, I saw them play MRA. MRA beat him once. Braden Jones, uh, he signed with Ole Miss uh, from MRA. He he threw a two hitter against them. So uh, Prep is a really good defensive team. Not, uh, they're not the best hitting team after probably Jeffrey Ince. He's their best hitter, Thaxton mm-hmm. Birch. Uh, Jack Birch is signed with Louisiana Tech. Ince is going to state. And then Hartfield, I haven't seen Hartfield play. They're on a 29-game winning streak. Press the last team to beat them. Beat them 2-1 in eight innings back in February. They haven't lost since. Wow, wow. So, so yeah. That's so. incredible. That is incredible. Well, you know, <clears throat> we were we were talking about just the depth of talent uh, in, in the high school ranks as far as baseball is concerned, and and certainly you've had the opportunity to see a lot of these teams. I want to move on to to something you covered. Uh, I believe it was this past weekend, and that was the uh, the state powerlifting championships. And there was a record that you mentioned. I believe you tweeted it about a gentleman, a young man from East Webster. Did I read that he squat eight hundred and thirty five pounds in the two A state powerlifting meet? Yeah, um, I wasn't there. Somebody emailed me that. Okay. So, so but yeah, uh, 835 pounds, and that hurt me tweeting that out. Just mm. typing it just hurt. It. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. And and that was Cameron yeah. Jennings from from East Webster. Cameron is that Jennings, correct? he plays uh, offensive line, defensive line, East Webster. Yes. Um, yeah. A lot of weight on the back, but, hey, he got it done. Proud of him. Well, get after it, young man. That's a phenomenal feat, yeah. and those are the types of things we love to, to hear about here yeah. upon further review. Uh, let's move on to some fast pit softball. You, uh, I think you tweeted out that you've got some um, some work to do as far as getting those uh, uh, yeah. those playoff brackets coming up. Who, who's yeah. impressed you so far? Uh, Neshova Central. I haven't seen a single fast pitch game kind of slacking on this. Um, Neshova uh, Central, Neshova Central, Hernando, and uh, uh, DeSoto Central. Obviously, Hernando and DeSoto—they're in six A. They're Hernando's on a twenty-four game winning streak, and DeSoto—they just had a losing streak snapped. Um, they won their division, but they had 
their winning streak snapped by Lewisburg uh, last Thursday. Um, but uh, Hernandez won like 24 games in a row. Wow. They're like, uh, yeah. They're, they're just, they can hit the ball. Um, teams in the south, and six, especially in 6A, uh, got Brandon, got Ocean, uh, excuse me, uh, Oak Grove's pretty good. Paddle's really good. Uh, just a lot of depth. In six A, this yeah. is in baseball and in softball. Just sure. a lot, especially you're talking about baseball town, just town in the, in the area, just in the metro. Yeah, uh, got a lot of depth, especially on the mound. It's, you know, you have your spurts, as we call it, and this is one of those spurts we're having. And yeah, the majority of our seniors. So yeah, that's what we got. Fantastic. Uh, let me ask you this. When you look at uh, – you've got spring football coming up. When you look at some of the hires, um, uh, Ridgeland obviously hired a, a new coach, an athletic director. I believe Northwest Rankin did as well. Uh, Madison Central did as well. Um, you know, a lot of transition, it seems like, this uh, this year from the standpoint of football. Uh, give me one or two to, 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 that you really like and, and that you would say uh, look out for from the standpoint of, of – of high schools that you think absolutely hit a home run with with their football hires. Uh, let's see here. Probably Wayne County hiring uh, Coach uh, Thomas Hankins from Thomasville High School in Alabama. That was a really really good hire. Um, Brandon hiring Sam Williams from Ridgeland as their uh, AD and. Uh, Football coach, he's winning. He's won everywhere he's been. Won at Pilahatchee in the four years there. Won at Ridgeland this past year. He was there. Uh, Teddy Dice at Ridgeland. I mean, he's won everywhere. Won at Lumberton. Just won at Philly. Won state championship at McGee this past season. Yeah. Um, yes, they were very talented, but talent can only go so far, and that's what I try to tell people. Yeah. Talent doesn't always win ball games. Absolutely. People don't understand. I mean, another big hire is, I mean, I mean, Devin Cooper at Northwest Rankin, that was a really, really good hire for them. Toby Collins at Madison Central, he is very, very underrated. I don't know. I mean, he he wins. He just wins. Yeah. He doesn't have much talent, but he wins everywhere he's been. One at Smithfield, one at Etiwamba, HS, and then just one at Northwest Rankin in his six years there. So, um yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of transitioning, like you said, especially with COVID that happened last year. I, I didn't expect this much. So, what have you heard about uh, you know Ricky Black? Obviously, um, uh, walked away from Jackson Prep. What about over there? A Tyler Turner. That was a good hire. Yeah. I, met, I know Tyler when I was back at when he was at Olive Branch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a really good hire. Really good hire. Yeah. Uh, uh, but as far as Coach Black, I'll, talk, I'll make a phone. We'll chat in June, and we'll just catch up, really. That's what I normally do with him. Yeah. We just call up in June and just chat. Awesome. Talk, awesome. Whatever. That's great. Well, folks, you've been listening to Brandon Shields. Brandon, we appreciate you joining us, breaking down some high school sports. My friend, you do an amazing job on behalf of myself. And all of us that follow high school sports, we appreciate all you do uh, and hope you have a great evening. Thanks for taking the time, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey, no doubt. And that was Brandon Shields.
covers high school and junior college sports. We appreciate him joining us. Don't go anywhere. We're Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. And there we go. That one was for the gravy train. That's a walkout song. I love it when you call me Big Papa, the notorious B.I.G., uh, the gravy chain sent that one in. Uh, let's see here. What else? My wife, Bill, do we have uh, Crazy Train tuned up, queued up? Well, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Hold All right. So my wife <laughs> sent in Crazy Train. Here we go. You're walking up to the plate. Okay. Yeah, this is, a, this is quality right here. Little crazy train. That's another good one. I like that one. So we've got I love you. We love it when you call me Big Papa. We've got Crazy Train. We also had uh, Champy says you dropped the bomb on me. <laughs> I have to find that. We'll, one. <laughs> we'll see if we can find that one for yeah. Champy. That's, a, that that's another quick. good one. Uh, remember to uh, text us 601 817 0106 on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line. Our poll question for the day is your favorite walkout song. And uh, so you can text it there. You can also give us a call uh, at 601-366-1180. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It is good to be blue. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. And uh, we just had an opportunity to talk. Crispy. That, that, that was... Uh, that was a little kind That was bar. crispy. That, <laughs> that was, was crispy. That was crispy. Super crispy. Yeah. Um, Commercials. <laughs> we just had an opportunity to talk with Brandon Shields. Uh, Brandon covers high school and junior college sports. How's that? Let's see what we have right here. You dropped a bomb on me. That's it. That's for you, Champy. Nice walkout song like right there. I like that. Come on. Right after this, I can picture Champy fixing the uh, fixing the batting gloves and, and, and hitting a dinger. Getting ready so to uh, I hope that one gets you fired up, Champ. Uh, so we, we had a chance to uh, talk with Brandon Shields. And listen, for those of you who don't know, Brandon does an incredible job covering high school sports. And uh, he covers all the sports. He tries to tweet out. You can follow him uh, on Twitter. I meant, I, I meant to uh, mention that while we had him on the line. But uh, – you can follow him on Twitter at bshields0244, at bshields0244. Just does a phenomenal job uh, covering high school sports. And uh, you heard it there. I mean, you know, just when we started talking about the coach's transition, uh, he covered about eight or ten coaching changes that were very impactful in a very short period of time. He just – He's a wealth of knowledge with high school sports. And once again, on behalf of our show uh, and so many parents that I know that uh, that um, have young people playing, very, very thankful for the job that he does uh, covering high school sports. Uh, once again, you can follow his stuff on Twitter. 
uh, at bshield0244. Uh, you can also uh, follow him, uh, get his, uh, uh, read some of his articles and things on mississippigridiron.com as well as capitalsportsms.com. They have their latest baseball poll up uh, if you'd like to go and uh, and check that out. So appreciate the job he does. Uh, we run into each, each other uh, when I'm out calling football games uh, during the fall. And so uh, he, he is all over the place and does a tremendous job and, uh, and tries to get as much information out there about these athletes uh, as he can. Uh, a couple things from that conversation that were, that were amazing to me. Number one, the transition in coaching uh, here uh, just in the metro. You know, uh, even if we, we, we just take the metro area, we, he mentioned uh, uh, Teddy Dice at Ridgeland. He mentioned uh, Coach Collins at Madison Central, Coach Cooper at Northwest Rankin, Sam Williams at Brandon High School, uh, as well as – uh, Jackson Prep's transition from Ricky Black. So you're talking about some big jobs uh, that um, that were uh, that were filled. You you go down to McGee High School where Teddy Dice was. Uh, I think it was uh, Zach. His name is is slipping me. Uh, came from Lumberton, I believe, that, mm-hmm. that took the the McGee High School job. So a lot of transition and uh, uh, a lot of really good coaches that uh, that are now here in the metro area. And I'm sure we'll do a, a very good job uh, for all of their respective programs. Another thing I took from that is, is we've talked about it on this show for the last two weeks. But there is an immense amount of baseball talent in the Jackson metro area right now. You, you, yes, you can say the entire state of Mississippi. Uh, but when you look at Madison Central, Jackson Prep, uh, MRA, uh, Germantown, Brandon, when you look at Northwest Rankin, Hartfield Academy, uh, and I'm missing schools, and I, I don't want to do that, but I, the, the amount of talent that resides right here in the metro area. Uh, he also mentioned North Mississippi when you talk about Lewisburg and and, uh, and Oxford. Uh, so, you know, those are some areas loaded with baseball talent. And it's, listen, you know, when you watch what Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, what they're accomplishing, it's no secret. You heard him. He, he, he talked about young men being uh, committed to – uh, Arkansas, number one team in the country. New poll came out of D1 Sports, and uh, Arkansas is ranked number one in the team, number one in the country. Uh, you look at uh, several that he talked about that were Mississippi State and Ole Miss signees. Uh, we've talked about how Madison Central has bench guys, guys that are not even starting that are committed uh, to uh, some type of collegiate baseball, and so the talent runs very, very deep within the Jackson Metro, uh, and we're we're certainly. Uh, watching very keenly on how this all plays out as uh, he mentioned Oxford and Lewisburg uh, being potential roadblocks in the playoffs for Madison Central who up until this point has been absolutely dominant Um, and so that will be uh, very interesting to watch when you look at uh, the independent school system you've got their final week of the regular season this week and then they will move into their first round of the playoffs the following week and uh, and so right now it, it looks like Jackson Prep and Madison Regional Academy have locked up the one and two seed, uh, so they will actually have a bye in round one uh, of that playoff series as they have uh, uh, the six, uh, excuse me, five A division in baseball, which uh, which consists of the six teams, six largest schools in that association. But they are the number one and number two teams uh, in in that association, so they'll actually have a bye. Uh, and it's been interesting if that if that helps you, hurts you. Uh, not not quite sure, but um, uh, they will have a buy and, and, and both move on to 
uh, the second round. So we've had some fun so far with the uh, with the uh, uh, walkout songs, and uh, don't forget uh, don't forget to um, uh, text us your favorite walkout song. Uh, I, I gave Gravy Train a credit for hitting a dinger following you call me. You, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Uh, he actually says it would have been more like an oppo single to uh, to left. So he would have uh, he would have gone the opposite direction with that after that walkout song. So Big Al hits dingers, the gravy train hits singles. Uh, so that's where we will uh, we'll leave that one. So uh, a lot of fun with that. Make sure you text us your pick for your favorite walkout song. We've got some queued up here. Uh, Bill, the maestro Bill, working, working the keys over there. So uh, s- uh, make sure you send that to us uh, as well. We're going to talk a little bit here. I mentioned... Arkansas being ranked number one, uh, Vanderbilt's two, Texas three, Mississippi State four, Texas Tech five uh, is your top five, according to D1 Baseball. Then you've got Tennessee six. Uh, and uh, so you, basically uh, four of your top six teams are na- are SEC teams. And I saw an article. I, I don't know uh, who it was, and I didn't have a chance to read the article, but it talked about how SEC baseball, uh, you know, SEC has been known as a football uh, powerhouse, but but baseball in the SEC is phenomenal and how much fun it is, how much fun these schools are having, the atmospheres in state. But look, let's go take, take a look at Jackson State. Jackson State's on a 10-game win streak. They just swept Alcorn State uh, this past weekend, uh, but they are on a 10-game win streak with their last loss being – a very closely played contest against Tulane on March the 30th. They're 18-0 in the SWAC. 18-0 in the SWAC, 24-7 and overall. Man. You know, I mean, just baseball right now is so much fun in the state. And uh, you, you have Southern Miss down there. Now, they just dropped three out of four, uh, you know, down in Hattiesburg. Uh, actually, that was played at La Tech in Ruston. But uh, Southern Miss is having a terrific year. And then, obviously, Mississippi State takes two out of three uh, there at uh, in in Starkville, uh, overall Miss this past weekend as well. So, uh, baseball, college base right now, baseball right now, great atmosphere. And and look, in state, we're averaging more fans than the Yankees. How about that? Yeah, there you go. You gotta love that. Now that's obviously due to COVID. Yeah, New York's closed. But but <laughs> but the Yankees are five and ten, and we've got two of the top twelve teams in the country. So uh, look, we're going to be back uh, after this. We're going to talk about a story revolving a. Um, a youth basketball uh, game and the aftermath and, and my take on that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. That happens. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in. Upon further review, Inner Sandman by Metallica. This is my walkout song. Yeah, you and Mariano Rivera. That's it. The Sandman. There it is. Listen, this is a great song for starting lineups too. Oh yeah. At a basketball game. This will uh, this will get you get you hyped up. So we are back in the Garner Dental Group Studios. 
Poll question for today. Your favorite walkout song. The maestro Bill has has some queued up here. Uh, and so if you'll uh, send that to us, we'll see if we can't play that for you uh, as we go throughout the show. Uh, did have another one, and this was actually for my youngest son. Um, let me see. Lucas says his is Hall of Fame by the script. Hall of Fame by the script. I like that one. So uh, we'll see if we can get that one queued up as well. Very uh, disturbing story, Bill. In the um, it's on Yahoo, uh, Yahoo Sports. It's about a disagreement that occurred over a child's playing time that eventually resulted in the coach being shot during a youth basketball tournament. This is all according to Sarah McRitchie. Yeah, that's pretty disturbing. Of Toledo's (laughs) 13 ABC. And uh, so apparently this father was upset about his, his child's playing time. It doesn't say the age group, but it does say youth. So I, I would have to believe that we're, we're talking about, you know, U12, U13. Um, and uh, this happened at the Midwest Hoop Circuit uh, there in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Um, and, and obviously the shooter will now be facing uh, attempted murder charges. And uh, <laughs> this all came back to home because I'm currently coaching my <laughs> fifth grade son in a, in a league here locally and all of his friends. And fortunately, we have not had this happen. We have a great group of parents. But, um, you know, I, I it's really we've, we've evolved into a very unique time in the world where it seems as though, Bill, we are being set off by, by any little thing. And, and when you are that upset about your child not playing – that you're willing to pull out a gun and shoot somebody, uh, we we've just we've lost a little bit of a perspective on what sports is supposed to be. Tiny bit. So what yeah. I want to do is I want to <laughs> take this opportunity uh, to bring everybody back in and to remind you of something that we said in the first program that aired of this show. Politics is meant to divide. Sports are meant to unite. And sometimes that unity comes from adversity. It comes from the lessons that we learn that are not always easy. Maybe it's playing time. Uh, maybe you have to have difficult conversations sitting down with your child at the dinner table, and they say, hey, why am I not playing? I'm better than such and such. And those dinner table conversations become so important because if they are infused with emotion by the parent, then the child's going to get emotional. And what ends up happening is it undermines the life lessons. Now, I'm going to say most coaches, not all coaches, because remember, you know, we we like coaches on this show that are transformational in nature, not transactional. Coaches that, um, you know, push for uh, high GPAs, that push for accountability in the classroom, push for behavioral accountability, uh push to uh, to be positive role models. And, and those things are difficult, but, but it doesn't matter whether the coach is adhering to those things or not. The fact is the development of the athlete in life, life skills, uh, things that they will learn. And so 
you know, when you look at this situation, what was taught? Well, you don't like your playing time, so, you know, here's how we're going to handle it. We're going to handle it with anger, with violence, uh, and that's certainly not, uh, you know, not the the uh, way to go about it. Now, this is happening, it seems. It appears that it's happening more. I can't say if it is or isn't. What I can tell you is with the presence of iPhones, with the presence of cameras in everybody's pocket, with video capability and social media, we are certainly hearing more about these types of things happening. So I ask everybody, look, no matter what your capacity is in youth sports, take a step back and understand what youth sports are designed to be. 99% of high school athletes will not go on to be professional athletes. So the most important piece that they can learn is how to be a good citizen, how to be a good daughter, good son, good friend, good student, uh, how to be wise in their choices, how to understand, accept, and overcome adversity. Those are all the lessons that are going to impact them through sports, and they probably will never make a dollar for playing, but their experiences will be unbelievable. Look, 95% of high school athletes aren't going to play collegiate sports. So unless you're in the rarefied air of those 5%, you're finishing up as a, as, a, as a high school athlete in some cases. In some cases, you stop after your youth. Maybe, maybe you're stopping not playing youth sports because of this kind of stuff. But, uh, but we've got to, to get to a place where we understand how to handle these things without violence. And uh, this is just one story, but it was disturbing to me, uh, quite honestly, because, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a coach, you know, and, 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 and at the end of the day, you know, I, I hope I've, I've had disagreements with parents with regards to their playing time or, uh, you know, what they felt like their child's role should be. But ultimately, we had to trust enough that that we could work through that. And that's my second thing is, listen, as a coach, a parent is having to put a lot of trust in a coach. Parents, if you don't trust the coach, meet with the coach, get on the same page of the coach, or find a different squad, but let's not allow it to get to the place of such anger and hostility that this is the way we handle situations. Because ultimately we're not teaching our young people anything when this is the way that we handle things. Uh, I saw another video of somebody attacking an official. You know, uh, these things are completely unacceptable. And and somebody has to look at it and say, hey, listen, we've got to develop a process that says, if this is how you're going to behave, uh, if you're, you know, because this, I guarantee you, this didn't just start on this particular time. There has to have been ongoing frustration that has built up and pent up and then it, it eventually results in these violent outbursts when some communication or some some conversation could probably break this thing down to a point that it, it, it does not allow the anger to fester. And so I, I, I'm very concerned when, when these are the things that we're seeing coming out of youth sports uh, because at the end of the day, our young people are watching all of this stuff. Parents, these kids watch you. When you incessantly scream at officials, they watch you and they take that persona on. And then their relationship with an official becomes adversarial because they are just following the lead that you present them. 
So if you will take a step back and let the emotion subside, now you say, well, look, as a coach, I'm an emotional coach. I'm fiery. I love my kids. And, and that is the truth about me. And sometimes I've crossed that line. That is true. And so I have to have the same conversation with myself as a coach to say, hey, look, if my focus is on the wrong things, then my players' focuses will be on the wrong things. If you're not happy with your child's playing time, when they come home for dinner, instead of cussing or talking negatively about the coach, sit down at that dinner table and say, hey, what do you need to do to get better? What do you need to do? What opportunities, training can we do? How can we change our mentality to where you can be in a position that that coach can, he can ill afford not to play you because you are getting it done? That needs to be the conversation, not whose fault it is or who's the victim or whatever, and then resulting in a parking lot disturbance where now a young man's coach has been shot, his dad's in jail on attempted murder charges, and here he is as a youth having to pick up the pieces for an adult situation that went wrong and where emotions could not be controlled. Just a very sad event for this young man. Uh, we will say as well that the, the article on Yahoo Sports does say that the alleged victims uh, is hospitalized, but there are non-life-threatening injuries. So that is a good thing uh, for that coach. But that young man is going to be without a father now uh, because of playing time, folks, because his son wasn't playing enough in AAU basketball. If that means that much, then we've got to find some other outlets some other hobbies, uh, some other things to do uh, because that's just uh, ridiculous. So that's my soapbox on that. Uh, I love kids too much. Uh, I love athletics and sports too much to not say what needs to be said in hopes that we can all uh, maybe calm it down a little bit uh, when we're on the sidelines, when we're in the stands, or in whatever capacity that we are having influence over the young people of this world. Believe it or not, Hour 1 is now in the books. We want to thank Brandon Shields, who joined us uh, there in the second segment. And uh, we're looking forward to a second hour that will include Mitch Williams, FCA director in South Mississippi, and the Coach's Challenge with the Judge. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming up right after this. It's time now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. This is a little bit of the script Hall of Fame. Lucas's walkout song. Yeah, you can be the greatest, you can be the best, you can be the king Kong banging on your chest, you can beat the world, you can beat the war, you can talk to God, go banging on his door. Another good one brought to you by Lucas. And uh, Joey texted in and said that his was Sweet Child of Mine. Uh, so a lot of good uh, walkout songs. Um, on the Twitter line, the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi Twitter line, excuse me, text line, 
Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line 601-817-0106. Text us uh, your pick for your favorite walkout songs. Uh, We've been doing that throughout the show, and uh, we'll continue that uh, here as we go along in the second hour. First hour, we were joined by Brandon Shields. Uh, We are. Oh, here's a little sweet child of mine for Joey. I don't know, Joey. Maybe this is a sign that you're supposed to get get back into baseball, buddy. That's another quality one there. Sweet child of mine. Uh, that was Joey's walkout song. Um, we are in the Garner Dental Group studios, and uh, we were joined earlier on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi uh, uh, caller line uh, by Brandon Shields. And... Uh, did a terrific job covering uh, and discussing high school sports in the state of Mississippi. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. I want to remind you that Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, they offer complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients. You can check out their interactive map at LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com uh, to find one of their five metro locations, or you can call 601 271 8710. Also, want to remind you about Jerry Brewer, who is the trusted choice advisor for Southern Gulf States Insurance. Uh, contact Jerry at 601 952 3525 or at southerngulfstates.com for all of your insurance needs. Uh, Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at JD Coach, is my personal Twitter and the show's Twitter is at upon underscore sports. Also want to remind you that all of our episodes, all of our shows, uh, you can get the podcast. So if you missed anything that Brandon Shields had to say about high school sports in the area, uh, or if you're not able to make the second hour here, um, we had a great first hour. Second hour is going to be great as well. Uh, then please download the podcast. And uh, that uh, you can search my name, Josh Dorman, or upon further review, Either one, and that is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, really anywhere you get your podcast, uh, you should be able to uh, to get that. Uh, Joel texts us and said, Metallica, seek and destroy. Oh, Joel, that's a nice one. We're going to see if we can cue that one up somewhere along the way. Uh, Joel says, seek and destroy uh, from Metallica for his walkout song. That's quality. That is uh, that's very quality. Uh, old school pop. Uh, pertaining to our last segment, says a lot of the problem is the parents are attempting to relive their childhood through their children. We were talking about a story in the previous segment uh, about a father who was upset with playing time for his youth son and ended up shooting the coach in the parking lot, and uh, we were giving our take on that. Old school pop, we'd also like to know what your favorite walkout song is. Uh, so tweet us, uh, text us there what your favorite walkout song is for old school pop. Uh, we're getting uh, we're getting some queued up here uh, as we go along. Oh, here it is. This is for Joel right here. That's a good one. I can see Joel walking to the plate right now. 
getting ready, fired up. Uh, he's he's ready to go. So that was Seek and Destroy by Metallica. That's Joel's vote uh, for uh, favorite walkout song. So uh, anyway, keep them coming on the text line, 601-817-0106, or you can give us a call at 601-366-1180 as we talk about uh, favorite walkout songs. Our next guest in the next segment is going to be a gentleman by the name of Mitchell Williams, uh, and we'll introduce him when we get him, but I'm going to set the table for our conversation. Um, as with COVID, uh, generally when we talk about uh, the importance of athletics, we really talk about developing the athlete physically. And what we found really pre-COVID, but COVID has just uh, uh, pushed it further and quicker, is the need to develop athletes psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. And that has not been any more true than over the past year when everyone, regardless of what your profession is, regardless of what uh, your age is, has experienced some trials uh, through this process. Um, You know, maybe you find yourself a little isolated. Uh, Maybe you find yourself in an environment that you're not comfortable in. Maybe you're working from home and, and you're, you're not as productive. Um, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, maybe you've lost someone to COVID. Uh, maybe you yourself have had a very difficult battle with it. It has produced a, a lot of trauma in our society. And when we talk specifically about athletes, whether it's high school, whether it's collegiate, uh, specifically the fall, but even now in the spring, there's been some uh, unique circumstances. But these spring athletes have had it uh, a lot better than, than the fall athletes have as crowds have been able to be present or larger. Um, and uh, you've had, you know, different, uh, different circumstances with the fall and the spring. But what we're going to talk about is, is, look, you know, for an athlete, you've seen this come out uh, with a lot of professional athletes here recently and. And that's this whole uh, conversation about mental health, about the need to uh, train mentally just like you train physically. Uh, we, you know, when we look at COVID, for example, you know, very little of the conversation has been about what we can do physically uh, to make ourselves healthier. The majority has been about uh, what we can do to avoid the virus, which I, I don't honestly know that you can do that. I think the genuine uh, n- the nature of a virus is it spreads. But maybe you can do some things to tamp it down. If I remember correctly, last year about this time we were talking about two weeks for something and then two weeks for something else. And now a year later, it, yeah, it, it seems like two weeks to stop the spread. Or yeah, and that didn't happen. And listen, I'm not you know downplaying COVID. My point is that at the end of the day there are certain things that we need to be responsible for uh, and certain things that we need to be providing. We need to be responsible for our own health. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that, that I personally started doing is, is I developed a, a, a much more rigorous uh, uh, cardiovascular routine. You know, I, I, I have, have lifted. I've worked with a trainer, uh, which I'll give him a shout-out, Anson Walker at at um, at uh, Stark Fitness, one. and he's a uh, you know he's he's terrific. And I spent three the three months prior to COVID working out with him. But 
Here's the problem. We do a lot of things about our physical being. And as athletes, we train athletes. As coaches, we train athletes on how to be better physically. But the question becomes, what should we be doing for these young athletes, whether it's at the high school or collegiate level, even professional athletes, from a psychological, mental, and spiritual perspective? And there's nobody better to speak to those points than Mitchell Williams, who will join us in the next segment. And so that's something that, look, if you've had a a hard time uh, working through with your child uh, during this time, make sure you're here and listening in the next segment of this show to hear Mitchell's perspective. Uh, As the director of Fellowship of Christian Athletes for the Southeast area of the state, he has his uh, finger on the pulse of what young people are going through. Uh, In addition, he served since 2015 as the team pastor, chaplain, uh, character coach for the University of Southern Mississippi football team. So this is a a gentleman that is uh, definitely versed in all of these issues, and it will be a great conversation. So we ask you not go anywhere. Listen, there's somebody in your world that's going to need what this gentleman is about to say, and he's coming up here on Upon Further Review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Coming to the plate at Pete Taylor Park, ladies and gentlemen, up the back, Mitchell Williams. (laughs) Mitchell, how you doing? Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Hey, man, I tell you what, I'm better now that we're talking. Oh, my goodness, likewise, my friend, likewise. Yes, indeed. Likewise. Just an introduction to Mitchell. He's the multi-area director uh, for uh, FCA in the southeast part of the state, also the uh, team pastor uh, for Southern Miss football. He is a uh, Hall of Famer at Southern Miss, as is his wife, Sheila, who is his better half, might I say? And yes, uh, yes, he sir. was uh, Mitchell was 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 cross country, indoor and outdoor track. Sheila was volleyball, and uh, so just a tremendously athletic family, uh, but also a, a very very uh, incredibly compassionate and godly family as well. And so, uh, Mitchell, we're we're so thankful for you taking a few minutes. You just finished your show uh, down there in the uh, Pine Belt, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we all, we're here every Monday between 6 and 7 every Monday uh, down here. And it's, it's a, you know, you've actually been on it. It's a community sports radio program. And we've been doing it uh, going on nine years. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just a little bit more background on Mitchell. Uh, he served 27 years for WDAM, uh, where he was the sports director for 20 of those years. So 
uh, certainly uh, has seen it from both sides, and uh, your faith has always uh, been a part of that service. And so we're, we're very thankful for that. And, uh, and Mitchell, as we kind of walk into this, um, you know, I want to I start by just asking you from the standpoint of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, what has this COVID year been like, and, and what have you seen out of high school and collegiate ath- athletes and how this has impacted them? Oof, I tell you what, um, first, Josh, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here and spend some time with you, man. I, uh, we miss you down this way, uh, but uh, I know that, uh, you know, that wherever you are, and if it be uh, in the Jackson area or if it be in Indonesia, the place that got better, I know it has. Um, to answer your question, uh, COVID has done several things. One is that we have seen a number of our student-athletes that couldn't get out um, and students that could not leave uh, go through a lot of um, uh, uh, internal volcanoes Mm. uh, where they were shut up into a climate that wasn't healthy Mm. home school was the uh, outlet or sports was the outlet so um, um, we had a number of our kids it was way up if you talk to our guidance counselors of our schools um, it it was they 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 really had it pretty tough because they couldn't get to the kids and uh, what's a zoom you know, meeting with a child that's kind of going through everything within the home and they cannot leave. Mm. One. Two is that we have seen um, a number of our, our coaches and our students, I mean, our teachers just go, just go through misery being disconnected from the kids that they teach mm. and the kids that they It's been rough seeing that. Um, doing anything they can to connect them. And one of the things that and you well know, Josh, and circles, you know that coaches, they do more than coach. Right. So in social economic areas, urban areas, in rural areas, oftentimes a lot of our kids only eat at school. Right. So what happens if they can't get out? Hmm. So we've had a, been an eyewitness to seeing coaches and principals and teachers uh, trying to make sure they get students food. Right. In regard, not to speak of a lesson plan, but food came first. But the third thing, which is, I think is the most hopeful, after coming out of this period, everybody's anticipating by the time we get to the fall that we'll have a real appreciation of the environment that, that's called sports and school. Mm. That, we'll, that I believe that we will have some really unique opportunities to um, encourage each other across a whole lot of different lines that we may have taken for granted before. Wow, that's powerful. You know, we mentioned in the previous segment, Mitchell, about uh, we focus athletically on the physical development. Uh, but talk <laughs> about what you are doing through Fellowship of Christian Athletes and your staff is doing to meet the needs of these young athletes psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually? Well, 
the, the number one uh, vehicle for us in FCA coming out of COVID has been listening. Hmm. You, know, you know how it is oftentimes if you were, imagine, Josh, if you were by yourself or you felt isolated, sometimes you just need just to talk. And we have uh, used during this time yeah, to communicate to our, our folks on campuses electronically, but also to get on that phone and just listen. Right. And um, that's one of the things that has been healthy for us. We uh, now things have been lightening up now that we get to see a lot of our folks sometimes. It's just been great getting now a hug uh, after just having eight to nine to ten months of just listening. Yeah. Yeah, it's the small and, things. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's the most powerful tool that I believe a lot of us have if we would just listen. Right. And the second thing uh, that has been awesome is that uh, after uh, kind of being away, FCA walks to and through the coach, mm. meaning our access to kids is huge. Right. Uh, yeah, okay, you may not be able to get to the campus, but our kids are still playing ball. Right. So you can still go over there to the school after school, be at the football game, basketball game, soccer game, softball game, and see kids and love on kids and wave the kids from a distance. And, man, do you know the benefits of that, that maybe that uh, walking alongside that coach that you can provide a little light not only to the child but to the coach but also to the parent that's out there that wants to see their kid not succumb to the environment of COVID. Mm. Yes. And I think, uh, uh, lastly, um, uh, we have this expectation uh, with what we have been doing prior, um, loving kids, loving coaches, and loving campuses. Our expectation, Josh, is that we're going to do more of it Absolutely. in just a while. Wow. Yeah, there's no, and, uh, no question about that. For that. No question about that. Tell me about, I hated to see, but on Saturday, uh, you had a big event that had to be canceled due to the weather, but yep. you're going to be rescheduling it, and I want to yep. I want to hear more about it, and I want our hear, our audience to hear more about it. Uh, tell me about this uh, car show you had going on. The Cars on Mission, which um, we had a couple members of our board that go to a lot of car shows, so... Uh, coming out of COVID, we were like a lot of nonprofits, Josh. I mm. mean, just got hit. Yes. Uh, in our region, I think we lost uh, from just fundraisers, a little less than of a quarter of a million from the coast, timed on the meridian of just regular uh, fundraisers that we'd have for just budget and staff. Right. So as we came into 2021, uh, we were like, okay, wow. We've had some opportunities. Well, we had our Breakfast of Champions on Good Friday, and Gene Susan came in, and Coach was incredible. Great event. And then we had, pl- we had this opportunity for a car show, which was going to be at the university campus and at the Payne Center, where folks could bring it and have a family atmosphere mm. there. And, Josh, do you know that, that just the, the response was tremendous in terms of people expecting it uh, to, this, to this point? You know, a lot of times you can have an event and you can just postpone it and say, well, I don't know. Well, if we don't have this event, I think I'm going to have to come and move with you. Uh, and we're so we're positioned <laughs> between the next four to six weeks and seeing if we can either go back to the university campus or go 
to another location, but we're going to have it, and I, we're hoping that it will be around May 22nd, the Saturday of May 22nd, that we'll be able to have it somewhere in Hattiesburg because um, um, when uh, I guess Car Show and Faith got connected, and you got a lot of folks who love the Lord who have a lot of great cars, uh, and uh, we're going to have something really great with hamburgers, hot dogs, all kind of family can come out and I look forward to it. That's, That's something tre- that we're going to do every year. That's tremendous. And and look, I, I want to know how I can help. So I'll uh, touch base with you off air and uh, and see. I don't have a I don't have an old car. Uh, well, not a classic car. My car's old, but <laughs> it's it's not it's not for a car show. Uh, and uh, and certainly, um, but but I, I love cars and I love Jesus as well. Uh, and I yeah. love and I love kids. And so I, I think somewhere along the way. We might be able to help. I also want to let our audience know um, that if you want to learn more about uh, the Southeast Mississippi uh, part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes that Mitchell Williams leads, uh, please visit southeastmsfca.org. Uh, there are opportunities to support this ministry. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, uh, Mitchell and his team uh, have an amazing impact on the student athletes coaches uh etc in the southeast and mitchell it's been a privilege uh for you to join us we appreciate your time my friend and uh, i look forward to visiting again soon josh anytime man just privileged to be with you blessings to you and your family and all of your audience we pray god's favor on everybody thank you my friend we'll talk soon all right that's been mitchell williams again that website southeast ms fca Dot org uh, to learn more or if you would like to support that organization. Coming up next is the Coach's Challenge with the Judge. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in a little ACDC, Hell's Bells, and this is the Coach's Challenge with the Judge, Jim Judge, and this is his walkout song. That's a quality one. Uncle Jim, you there? Yes, I am. I'm enjoying my riff, man. Keep that, it going. That's it. That's it. This is a good Brother one. Hoffman, baby. Yes, indeed. We've had some. Uh... I got to give you a little hammer uh, to start off. You didn't give me a heads up on the walk-up song today. No, no. We uh, we threw that in kind of kind of late in the game, um, and so it was a, a surprise for everybody. But it's been a nice surprise. It's been fun oh. uh, uh, for uh, the listeners of have, uh, have been ch- texting in and look. Uh, old Pop, you know, he, he came out with another one bites the dust. So uh, that's, oh, yeah. you know, he's he's got it going on. Uh, what's going on over there in the Big AZ? Hey, listen, uh, Pop's there. Uh, he was uh, He's hard to give it up, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, he's not uh, one that uh, bit the dust. It was usually the other guy. Yes, yes, that is very true. 
old school pop uh, definitely uh, got the better end of, of most of them. So, uh, and there are, you know, listen, maybe there'll be, we could do an entire show about uh, old school pop and Uncle O uh, and some of their uh, brouhaha's in, in, in both uh, semi-pro baseball, softball, and, and whatever, it else, whatever else they did up there in Leak County. Oh, listen, I actually pitched to Uncle O. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great summer back there. Uh, we haven't mentioned it, but, uh, yeah, that was a growing experience for me, let me tell you, getting some knowledge from from him. And not that they were a little long in the tooth, but uh, they were all hitting 30, and I was 17, and uh, so they needed my arm. There you go. There you go. Well, look, uh, for our coaches' challenge, um, we, we talked a, a little bit earlier and, and um, want to get your perspective on – uh, this issue with, regarding Trevor Lawrence, and it it opens up a um, a little bit bigger issue that's that's probably not discussed as much, but uh, it's the issue of balance, and it's the the idea that somehow Trevor Lawrence, uh, when when he had that Sports Illustrated article, uh, you know, where he basically said, "Hey, I don't need football. I'm motivated by football. I love football, and I'm motivated to be the very best that I can be." but I don't need football in my life. And while uh, some people take that as, as, as hey, I'm, he's not motivated, he doesn't want it, it really points to a societal issue where you take the coaches that sleep in the office, where you take, uh, you know, players that, that take things to an extreme, uh, where you think to be a winner requires a lack of balance. Where do you stand on that? Well, first of all, I think it's a, quite an interesting marriage that we're looking at for Trevor. Uh, here, I do believe uh, he's exhibited the qualities of uh, maturity, of uh, perspective, and having a balanced life. Those are all uh, mature qualities that a quarterback at that position, most especially, uh, needs. And those, you know, those are the, the great qualities. Now, he's marrying up again with a great coach, but Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer, in terms of his uh, uh, ability to judge talent, to, to recruit talent, uh, X's and O's on the field, I mean, there's no question. But he also leaves a trail behind him of uh, win-at-all-cost mentality. And uh, obviously, the, the uh, troubles he ran into at Florida, uh, issues at Ohio State as well. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, can Trevor uh, impact uh, Urban or, or will Urban, you know, uh, impact Trevor with, with his winning all cost mentality. So I hope it's the former. I hope, you know what I'm saying, that, that Trevor can not only impact uh, Urban, but, but also other football players, youth especially with uh, a, a comment like that, Josh. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, where I stand on this is I think that if you're Jacksonville, you, you now have a player at the top of this draft that obviously you're going to take, and, and you're actually more enamored with this player at this point because, you know, this player has the head on their shoulders – that, that they can come in and Trevor Lawrence can come in and be successful right away. And here's the good news. What a lot of professional athletes struggle with, and coaches for that matter, is they can't ever get away. 
They don't have things in their life that allow them to be balanced, and so they continually live an off-balanced life that never allows them to separate, and this football or basketball or whatever sport it is becomes their identity wholly, and that's why they struggle both in and out of retirement. Uh, when they when they retire, it becomes even more of a struggle. Absolutely, and uh, you know, one of the hardest things in life is to handle success, Josh. And uh, you look at uh, just look at all the instances of professional athletes that have, uh, or anybody in life for that matter, that reaches a high level of success, and then the, that becomes their entire identity, uh, as opposed to somebody that's coming into a situation as they mature in their life and their development and come into the success. And then uh, you see the ones that handle it are, are ones that had the foundation as they grew up. It probably their family life, as you alluded to. Uh, and those are big factors, hard to overcome. And that's what people like Mitch with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they recognize that. And of course, the wise people that are even the talent evaluators, I think like you said, uh, look at uh, somebody like Andrew Luck, for example, uh, and the, 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 I guess he had the off-the-chart score with Wonderlick or a perfect score. I wonder if the Wonderlick test that they give all the NFL uh, people at the Combine, does it test for uh, emotional maturity, for uh, decision-making skills, uh, for the, those intangibles? Yeah, I, I do think that there's a component to that. Uh, that would be a, an interesting uh, conversation to follow up on uh, as as you talk about the quarterback's position, position specifically because that position, which Trevor Lawrence obviously plays and, and he will obviously be the number one pick in the draft to the Jaguars at that position, what really has to come is the ability to, uh, to lead your team, uh, to make decisions, to break down defenses, it's really there's a lot of thinking that goes into it, and a clear head like Trevor Lawrence that he's showing through the Sports Illustrated article to me would be that much more attractive. Oh, absolutely, and uh, I, I think his uh, career is going to bear that out. Well, injuries notwithstanding, of course, but uh, I, I think I think he is a uh, is just showing that side of him that's going to allow him to grow and, you know, uh, prosper in the, uh, in the NFL. want to remind everybody we are joining you in the Garner Dental Group studios. Uh, Garner uh, Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. You can go to LateGarnerDentalGroup.com or call 601-271-8710 to find out five of their metro locations or others across the state and region. We're going to be back with the judges' good call and bad call of the week coming up in our last segment here in the second hour of Upon Further Review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Oh, here we go. This is uh, not only a great walkout song, but also one of the best pre-kickoff songs. Bring on that PNT. That's it. That's it. Little ACDC hey, Thunderstruck. Uh, you'll uh, give me uh, the uh, Hell's Bells uh, since I've you know, now moved into the closer spot on the show. That's it. That's it. We, we got you, uh, well, we, we actually had Wild Thing queued up and then went uh, went Thunderstruck. So uh, we, we were going to walk you in like, I, uh, like the Wild Thing on Bill Major came League. I up with this concept, and i got to give him uh, kudos. Uh, I'm, I'm really liking it. And uh, he had some good stuff queued up, and it happened to be what I requested. Yeah, that's what he told the me. Bells, bells and the TNT. Yeah. He, you never like a power rift to get you pumped up, right? I'm going to tell you what, we've had some good ones tonight. Uh, there really have been some some good ones on uh, on our poll question, which was, "What is your favorite walkout song?" And uh, we've we've really we've really had some fun with that. And uh, we are now uh, joined once again by the judge, Jim Judge, all the way out from uh, the southwest part of the country in the beautiful state of Arizona, joins us as he does every Monday night for uh, the coaches challenge segment and also the good call bad call segment so uh want to remind everyone we are in the garner dental studios and want to remind you that you still have time if you want to text us your favorite walkout song you can do so at 601-817-0106 and now we're going to get the good and bad call of the week what are you going to start us with uncle jim hey you know josh before i get started you know uh I'd like to encourage the uh, listeners to uh, also uh, uh, go to you and uh, the show with their best and worst calls of the week. You know, whatever it may be in the world of sports as it relates to the daily lives. And uh, so, you know, so that we have ongoing feedback, that's what we really like here. And uh, so I'd just like to encourage that uh, so that, you know, they can bounce theirs off mine. Sounds like a great idea, and just want to remind everybody, you can tweet the show at upon underscore sports. So uh, if each week we, we got another one, Bill. Yeah, I got a little. He, he likes he likes this uh, TNT. Okay, also, so I wanted to play that for. Oh, him look out bit. now! Here we go. Thank you, thank you very much. Good taste, my man. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right, I like it. I like it. <laughs> He's got good taste in uh, rock and roll music. There, I tell you, know? you, I tell you, you guys have something going on. He and I are on here. the same wavelength. That's exactly right. Absolutely uh, right, man. So yeah, you can you can uh, tweet us throughout the week uh, at upon underscore sports. Tweet us your good calls and bad calls. We'd love to uh, make this an interactive part of the show. And uh, so uh, we're going to start right now. Let's get your bad call of the week first bad call of the uh, week. That, that, that's that's good because give me give me a minute on this one uh you know i i grew up playing baseball a lot of us did we're talking about uh, a sport that's been around a long time and you've also mentioned a fairly prevalent theme in, in the show is you know how has the covid affected your life how has it affected the uh you know uh, kids uh as mitch uh, with fca had mentioned and so forth uh, 
but in this case, I, my bad has got to be Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, it's a traditionalist type sport. Uh, it's it's uh, a sport where the real fanatic has loved to dive into the numbers over the years. You know, oh, so and so hit three thirty five. Rod Carew hit three forty that year, and uh, you know, on and on in that regard. So it's been a, a kind of a sub element of the sport is the statistical analysis comparing generations, as it were, this versus, you know, oh, when, when Manto was there or so-and-so. So my bad call of the week is some of the uh, changes that Major League Baseball has made, uh, leading off, of course, with the 10th the, the inning rules uh, where, uh, you know, the runner at second base. I, I did a little thinking, believe it or not, Josh, and uh, analyzed because as a pitcher I knew how ERA works and analyze how that rule might affect, uh, let's say, a young pitcher, per se. Uh, you could have a kid making his major league debut, comes in the 10th inning, runner on second, throws his first pitch, guy hits a blooper into right field, runner scores, it's the bottom of the uh, bottom of the 10th, game over, and uh, I say, well, in that scenario, uh, what will that guy's ERA be? And I got to thinking, well, if you give up one run in three outs, uh, which ERA is divided into 27, that's the number of outs in the game, you, you have, uh, if you gave up one run in one to be in, that'd be a nine, ERA of nine. Uh, the pitcher conceivably could have an ERA of infinity. Hmm. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. And I actually kind of looked into it, and I got to believe that's it. So uh, God forbid that would happen to a pitcher. Uh, he could only go up. He could only go down from there because the ERA could only uh, get a number at that point. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think it's you know what they're doing in in the name of speeding up the game is actually uh, changing the very uh, uh, aspects of, of uh, how the game is completed and. Uh, the impact on the other just saying on the uh, ERA. How do they factor ERA for levers, Josh? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they. Yeah, but you don't know, do you? No, no. They've <laughs> traditionally done it where if you if you enter the game and there's a runner on base, that runner doesn't belong to you. Right. So that's done, and I even did a little looking. I couldn't find how it's factored right now. Yeah. So uh, I guess you know when a reliever goes to renegotiate his contract. I don't, I don't know what you can't use ERA anymore. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting. But I mean, so they they've really uh, chipped away at some major uh, tenets of the game. Also, I mean, they got silly stuff like uh, you can't throw over to the base more than over to a base more than twice. The third time's a balk, you know. Right. And, and that kind of silly stuff. You know where what they really should do is uh, basically have a pitch clock. I, I looked at some of the games here over the weekend thinking about this. And, you know, when a pitcher is, is moving along, you know, and, uh, you know, the batter is not stepping totally out of the box and adjusting his chains and his earrings and, uh, you know, everything else, uh, so to speak, uh, if things are kept moving along at a good pace, you know, I think 12 seconds was a good average when I was timing it. And then when you get into 15 and 20 seconds, and then the guy steps out and, you know, adjust, you know, get something out of his eye or, uh, you know, something silly, adjust right. his helmet. 
Uh, all these things are really, that's what really slows down a ball game. You do that for a batter over, uh, you know, 27 outs over a game, and you're really talking some time, not this silly stuff that really impacts the game. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Bad call of the week belongs to Major, Major League Baseball and some of the rule changes. Uh, real quick, we had a texter, Champy, says the, his good call of the week is the judge. The judge is his good call of the week. Uh, so, Champion, we appreciate that. What is your good call of the week? Well, first of all, I got to give it to Champy and tell him his checks in the mail. But uh, <laughs> you know, my good call of the week is, and uh, Bill, if he could queue up, I'm going to change the gears on him. And I'm a power riff guy, but little Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold him. Oh yes. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know. That's that's a reach. You know, that's really out there in uh, right field. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, my, my good call of the week is one that's been made by some really high-profile athletes here in really in re- just the recent weeks and even uh, as of uh, today. But uh, it, it is knowing when to say when, you know, and when to call it a career, and and a lot. That is a very difficult call for professional athletes, yeah. especially those that that really identify, you know, their their uh, their id, you know, their psychological uh, persona is so tied in with their sports uh, acclaim and fame and the uh, you know the worship that they get and and uh, sense of belonging in in, in that sense and. Uh, so my good call goes to, first of all, Alex Smith, uh, the gr- uh, great quarterback, really, 16-year career uh, out of a little Utah. And, uh, you know, he, he retired today. Right. And, uh, you know, he did it after a 5-1. and one. He was 5-1 and one in his starts last year. Yeah. And that was following uh, nearly life-ending uh, struggle he had following right. that tragic injury to his leg and 17 surgeries and – nearly lost the leg and nearly died. And so, you know, kudos to him for going out on, you know, on a high, going out on a high note. And, uh, you know, also somebody who hasn't really received a lot of uh, the acclaim of other people probably with his Ten career, seconds. LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, he was great. And, uh, yeah. you know, for people that hang out too long, or, or they, it can be a bad ending. And also yeah. the great Chris Barr. So yeah. I know we're running tight, but we'll, those are those are good ones. Well, here you go. This is for those guys, and uh, we wish them the best in their retirement. The good call is you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You know that's something we all have to have to learn. And, right. and uh, kudos to them for having that maturity and, and great decision making. You you've been listening to the coaches challenge, good call and bad call with the judge here on upon further review. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. And we hope you'll tune back in with us next Monday night and every Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Have a great week, everyone. We'll be back with you next Monday night. And he drank down